0: All right, Adam here with Splendid Sports and we're back for another edition, the 11th edition of 3 and 3. I am so happy to be joined by baseball collector Mike. How you doing, Mike?
1: I'm well. That's become my name at like people just call me baseball collector. They don't just call me Mike, right? <laughs> it's like my new first name is Baseball Collector
0: Mike. Absolutely. And and before we get into anything, I need to thank you because I go back January 2021, when I figured out that there was actually people on podcasts and YouTube talking about sports cards and vintage sports cards. I was so happy to find that out. I I don't know why I didn't know that earlier, but the first podcast that I ever listened to and then YouTube channel was the Golden Age of Cardboard. When I figured out that you had that show and that show was out there, um, it really... During, especially during that period of time when, you know, I, I really needed something to watch and listen to um, as far as content. So I need to thank you for all the incredible content that you've put out. And the other one, I, Dr. Beckett's podcast, along with yours, were the two that I found first. And I don't think I've missed an episode of either one since then. So, again, thank you so much for everything you've done on your channel, Bench Clear Media, Um You've provided a lot of hours of entertainment, inspiration, and education for me. So thank you. Those
1: are the three things you try to do every episode. Either entertain, inspire, or educate. And hopefully some of all of those occasionally and with if, if the if the circumstances you know work out, but you're welcome. And I get that a lot. And it I only need one person to think it's great. And then I'll keep doing it. And I'm blessed to have a lot of people that think it's great, and so uh, it's it's fun. It's just fun. I don't know how else to say it.
0: And I don't either. Yeah, it's it's so clear. Like from right when I started watching, that you weren't trying to be anyone, anybody but yourself. You were just so authentic, and I, you know, it was so clear that you knew what you were talking about, and you loved what you were talking about, and. Again, that being my first one that I ever listened to, I was like, I was blown away. I, one of my buddies in the hobby, Dylan from Double D, you know, we talk pretty often and, and he has said the exact same thing to me, how he found the golden age of cardboard. I think it was a little before I did, but he was like me, it just we collected in obscurity for so many years. And then when you realize there's other people out there that are out on YouTube and podcasts. That think like you do sometimes differently, but more importantly, have the same passion. It's it was like a, a moment I'll never forget. Really. So again, thank you. I'll stop kissing no. your butt here. In a minute, but I, I always no. said if, if I ever get a chance to talk to you in person or through something like this, I wanted to thank you first before we say anything.
1: No, you can do. We can just do this. The whole you no. um, I I appreciate. I love seeing that when I hear people that make hobby friends they didn't have you know we don't have anybody to share it's a very common story all of us probably have that we don't have our next door neighbor you know our friends from high school that might have collected with us or middle school have long since moved on to other things and so we're kind of left on an island and to see that tap hobby tapestry get woven through connections that people make and finding common ground and things there are people like Dylan. Dylan's a surfer from Hawaii. He and I would never have any reason to interact ever if not for this hobby. And there are people that I am friends with, genuine, great friends with that we completely disagree politically, uh, ideologically, but we have a common ground of, of sports cards. And so we bond over that. And I think if the world said, you know, there's some common ground probably in a lot of places in this world that we don't want to see or refuse to see. Sorry, I'm getting kind of deep. But the it's a it's a sad testimony that I can be friends with, again, people on completely polar opposites on pretty much everything else in life. But we talk about those things. And we talk about cards. And it that common ground is is the base for allowing us to have fruitful conversations about other things where we may disagree. Right. So, wow. Sorry. <laughs> it's a total tangent, but
0: I there. like that's a theme lately. I, uh, the last one I did, three and three with uh, Jake, Legends Never Die, I started right off with like a deep question. Let me ask you that too. Before we get in the cards, I asked him, it kind of just popped in my head, what does, because I mentioned that doing these three and threes, I've done, this will be the 11th one, uh, it's made me a better collector. Yeah, just with the knowledge, the experience, uh, being able to talk with other collectors, and I asked Jake. I said, "Well, what does what being becoming a better collector mean to you?" So let me ask you, what do you think?
1: God, can I just hijack his answer because it was sure. really good? Yep. Um, being better at anything takes time and repetitiveness, right? you want to be a good guitar player you don't just show up you may have some natural talent no doubt right but to be a great baseball player or pick pick an activity pick a skill it takes time to hone that skill and I think all too often everybody especially I'm gonna sound like such an old man but my kids who are in their early 20s you know they want everything that we have now like I want the big house I want the fancy car, whatever. Right. And they don't realize it took me 30 years to get here. It took my parents 30, 40 years to get where they got in life. And I think there's this entitlement mentality. Um, So to become a better collector, you take your lumps. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Take your time. It's not going to all, you're not going to have the greatest collection tomorrow, right? Barring winning the lottery. You might have the a great the greatest collection for you and that's the other thing be have a great collection for you what's your great when dr beckett came over to my house and he came here it was one of the thrills of my life because as people might look at some of the content creators like myself or eric or guys that have been blue jacket 66 these guys that have been around a long time and have amazing collections and they go wow i want to be that i look at dr beckett and go wow he is like a hobby idol for me and so for him to come here and now we're friends so it's it, the dynamic changes once you you know it's not looking at him from afar you know them and you you've gotten to talk to him and have great conversations uh he's a great guy by the way and very humble and incredibly knowledgeable i just sit there like a sponge just soaking mm-hmm. it up yeah. and uh he ta- teaches me a lot of stuff i've had him on the show several times and we talk Way more often than that. And so it, I'm watching what he does and like, okay, he's done it all. Right. So, um, learning patience, have patience to become a better collector, be patient, um, and make friends. Have people you can share it with. If it all just sits in a dark hole, that's no fun for anybody, even you, because <laughs> you only have yourself. If you're not sharing it, that's what you know. People, oh, I'm. I don't want to get on YouTube because I'm, I'm shy. I don't have good stuff. Uh, whatever, whatever lame reason they can, because they're all lame. Whatever they come up with, I don't want to show my face. Now there are a couple of guys that are good friends of mine. Andrew, being enough said, cards. He has a legitimate reason for not showing his face. Everybody else, like, get out there, man. Just put yourself out there. You may not. You don't. You need four quarters, not a hundred pennies, right? You you don't need. Tons of people watching you with no interaction, no, no real um, connection being made there. You'd rather have a few people that you connect with. And so I've been able to encourage a lot of guys over the years to just jump out there. And some of them, they really enjoy YouTube and the community. They lo- They all love the com- community. Nobody, Nobody's come what a bunch of jerk- jerks and I hate these people. And no, nobody says that, right? They come in and go, wow, this is it totally changes the way you hobby because I've bought stuff over the years that I've seen someone else show off. I didn't even know I liked that. I didn't even know that was out there. And then I'm like into this rabbit hole and down Pandora's box of, wow, this is so great. And it, it changes my collecting. And so be open-minded. That's another good thing about being a, you know, how to be a better collector, be open-minded. Uh Sorry, that's enough of that. That's plenty of an answer there.
0: No, I mean, that was, very well said um, but let's get into the cards okay we, well, let's
1: talk cards because uh, okay. I,
0: mean, I, I know I if, if it was up to me I would just keep you all day but for the purpose <laughs> of keeping this video not too long let uh, so if if this happens to be the first time you've seen a three and three people watching uh, what we do is we look at three first we're going to look at three of Mike's favorite co- uh, cards in his collection doesn't have to be the most valuable. Um, but three of his favorite, and he's going to tell us why. And then we're going to look at three cards that he hopes to add to his collection in the future. So if you're ready, would love to see card number one, Mike. Three of my favorite. So
1: when you told me that, and obviously I've seen the show, I know what to do, and I'm like, I can't find th- just three? Like, seriously? So, I But I did. But each of them has a story um, and a purpose. So the first one is... This 1960 Tops, Kariusz Yastrzemski, rookie, PSA 3. Notice the old flip. Because I got this graded a long, long time ago. The serial number starts with a, I can't read, I'm so old, Um, with a 2. What does that tell you? But this was the very first vintage card I ever bought in my life. And I was 12 or 13 years old and a friend down the street had it Uh, i don't know where he had gotten it whatever from his dad or whatever and i ended up buying it from him for what amounted to you know a a fortune back then and i've always had it and i graded it just to grade it not because i cared what the grade was i just want it encapsulated and protected and uh, this got me down the road of vintage and i always loved old stuff i just maybe i have an old soul i don't i love the history of the game maybe i'm just a kind of like jake right um you don't have to be old to love old stuff i don't think those are correlated and so like i never saw his trimsky in his rookie year i saw him play uh the latter part of his career but uh just knew he was a great knew it was a rookie card just thought it was cool design loved always loved 60 tops and like, oh, my gosh, I can own this card. And and so I have a, a six also in my collection, just as part of my collection. But this one will never leave. It's like the last card I would ever sell is this. Um, second one I'll show started me on another adventure is this one right here. 1954 Bowman Phil Rizzuto. And my camera's not focusing, but it's autographed and i sent this in way more recently because again i wanted to encapsulate it encapsulated and I, I had no problems about the aut- autograph being authentic because my dad got it for me at a game he worked for the rangers uh for camera television camera guy back in the from the very beginning of that uh, i've actually interviewed my dad on my show a couple of times and he does my intro on golden age cardboard it's really him it's really my dad and I don't have a bigger fan than my dad. He watches every video. He could give two shakes about sports cards, but he loves my passion. He has the same passion for collecting only it's with tools. And so we've combined those two and made, you know, the beast or just different things, but he just loves seeing his son enjoy something like I do and how much I love it and how much I've thrown my myself into it. You know, you can really, tell someone's passion, you can see it. Like, it's not easy to or it's hard to fake that, that passion, you may maybe get away with it for a little while. But it's either there, or it's not. And so my dad got this card for me, he walked into a shop somewhere and picked up a, this because he knew he was working with the Yankees that night. And Phil Rizzuto was an analyst for them on television. And he got Phil to sign this card Phil Rizzuto. And I've had it for 30 years, probably. At least probably longer actually 35 years and i don't know and then i had this and several other things my dad had gotten i'm going to show one in a second a killer brew autograph a couple reggie jacksons and stuff and so i was like i love this i love having a card that a player signed and touched and all of that kind of stuff even back when having a player sign a 54 bowman uh, card was tantamount to ruining the card right that's completely turned 180 in the hobby of how they feel about autograph cards now now it's like incredibly sought after so this is treasure for me uh, because my dad did it for me knowing he didn't really care about cards but he thought i would like it you know which i do obviously i still have it all these years later but the piece de resistance of my collection the thing that is the most special to me the thing i love the most is a baseball believe it or not and I don't, I don't collect autographed baseballs but i have a bunch and one that i have is this one my dad over the years as he would you know do baseball games would have players that he knew were like oh is that guy hall of famer yep i'll have him sign it and on the sweet spot is mickey mantle Yep. uh this and it is definitely like When I've had this so long, caring for it was definitely not a priority for me. And so I've, you know, the M's are kind of rubbed off. um, But it's got great announcers, Ernie Harwell and Mel Allen on one of the panels. On another one is Don Drysdale and Phil Rizzuto. So it's funny, you see a lot of uh, common things here. Over here is George Kell, Al Kaline and Brooks Robinson. Uh, then you've got Killebrew, Reggie, and Nolan Ryan. So it's this. It's the best way to describe it. It's like a. It's my dad's career in sports on a baseball, if that makes any sense. And I, how much value is it? I don't know. Don't probably nothing to anyone else. I mean, it's got a. It's got some good autographs on it, but it's not like they're pristine. There's toning on the ball. It, it's in a very dark place now, uh, but I, I don't store it in the light. But it, it's seen, you know, again, I've had this. My dad carried it around for years, like literally in a in a Ziploc bag, you know, and he would just have other guys add to it. And I think once I graduated from high school or something, he gave it to me and said, hey, I've been collecting this over the years. I mean, it's a, it's a Bobby Brown American League ball. So that's been a while. Bobby Brown just died, actually. But this year so it's uh that's my most special thing in my collection and notice they all have connections to something personal right and that's what this hobby can do that um that very few things can do right it all evokes memories it all evokes happy feelings and simpler times in life
0: but that that you know i was gonna it's it's funny you showed those because i Regardless of what you're going to show, one of the things I was going to mention is I think one of, if not the favorite episode I've ever seen you do was when you had your dad on. I don't know if you had him on multiple times, but the, the most recent one, when you interviewed your dad, that was incredible. I mean, I'm actually going to put a link in the description if, if I'm sure most people have seen it. But if there's anyone who hasn't watched that one? It was so I I mean, I'm. I'll be honest. I actually, I got choked up at the end. I really did.
1: So did I, if you could yeah. tell, like, <laughs> you can listen to me. I was pretty choked up um, just because it just felt like, okay, I'm, I can call my dad right now you know, talk to him whenever I want, but that won't be true forever. Um, and whether I go first or he goes first, you know, and it is, it was kind of this like, Whoa, it just kind of hit, really hit me like we're talking about all this stuff that I vividly remember and loved, you know, I had a great childhood and, and I got spanked as a kid. Like, you know, uh, there's just you know, you think about being a parent now and how different it is to being a parent in the seventies and eighties. And, uh, I had a great dad, great mom, great brother and sister, like, no, no worries, no complaints.
0: Well, What you just showed, those items, when I thought of three and three, that, that was like exactly what I was thinking as far as like, because, you know, it, it has nothing to do with like the value or anything like that. It can be, you know, it can be that it could be that could be a reason why it's one of your favorite cards. But stuff like that, where it really doesn't have anything to do with money or the value. It's just the what it means to you. And then yeah. it's connected to your family and it's and, and as a kid. So that was beautiful. Perfect let me pull up so the next part here we're going to look at mike sent me a list of three items that he hopes to add to his incredible collection i actually i think i've seen maybe the ones you showed i don't ever think i've seen that ball before you've probably shown it but i've never seen that one um so I, ones, like i've seen so many of his videos i wonder if, the, if he's going to show three things i've already seen anyway but i don't think i've seen those on your videos
1: you have to go deep I think it was one of the, like the third or fourth video i did it's just called the ball okay and, and i talked through the story in, in a little bit greater detail than i just did uh it's terrible it's grainy it's like it was i mean uh, nah don't go watch that just um, it's so old like if you have you can sort people's videos by age right yeah not just you can do popularity and down recently download or whatever and if you go to the very end 980 something videos down the list. Uh, it's there. I promise. I should probably redo. I've thought about redoing because nobody goes back and watches, right? I could literally just recycle. I can just start at video number one and do them all again over the next nine years since I started nine years ago. And then I'd have a whole new audience that hasn't That's seen That's true. Me. Yeah.
0: You're right. All right. So let's go with I'll the first you. one. This was uh the i got uh you can see up on the screen here the 1953 bowman color Gil hodges uh this was just one that uh recently sold back in september looks like a psa 6. i was
1: watching that one
0: you were okay i was love this set love that image why why uh obviously because it's a great car but why um is this one that you'd want to add to your collection
1: so I, I do the all the Hall of Famer runs for different years. As anybody that's watched my stuff knows, the, this one is the last. Once these guys get, you know, new guys get elected to the Hall of Fame, I actually go, yes, more cards I get to buy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and as a completionist, this is a great card too. Minoso has a card in this set. It is fantastic as well. The big bat, you know, it's a great card. But I, I have that one. This one, I just... It's the last one I need. So it's kind of up there. Like when you get close to finishing a run, it's like, ooh, I'm just going to push myself. I want to I want to get that one done versus one where you maybe need 10 or 12 or 15 cards. I'm more apt to go for the ones where I'm super close. Like this is it. And, and it's a great card. So, and not crazy expensive.
0: Right. All right. So let's go. The second one is... 1941, play ball. He Reese. Pull that up. Uh, let's pull, pull this one up. This one just—it's only a you know an SGC one, kind of not the best condition, but nicely, yeah, pretty good centering there. But yeah, this one just sold um, last month. Pretty. Uh, this card's this card's a little pricey.
1: It it is in the grade I'm gonna want it in. Um, yeah. like if you look at like a PSA 4, kind of a collector grade, uh,
0: how about a uh, yeah, well, let's G2-4. do 4 There we go. Yeah, give a little better look at that. There we go.
1: I love his image. Like he looks like he's got these buck teeth, you know. Yeah. Um, and 41 play ball. I actually prefer the 40 play balls, believe it or not, uh, because they're actual pictures versus uh, artist rendering of a picture or interpretation. And the forty ones are the same as the forties; they're just colored versions for all the players that have both forty and forty-one play balls. Dimaggio, Williams, big guys like that. But this is Pee Wee Reese's rookie card, and it's his first card. So I don't know. I I just uh, it's one of those Hall of Fame rookies that I don't have, and want to add it. It's it's just that simple, and, and it's the most affordable one of the ones that I need. And it's not even cheap i mean we're talking seven to nine hundred dollars probably for the card that i would want in my collection and so it's not cheap cheap but it's uh it's not multiple thousands like some other cards that i want so right. that's why i put this one on the list because i think it's kind of the next one i can really get that's that's kind of lower hanging fruit
0: and uh speaking of Wee reese i have to credit you i think it was one of the first first videos I ever caught when I started watching your channel, uh, when you, when you were talking about the 50, 53 Bowman color Wee Reese and how you just think that is, um, you know, one of the greatest looking cards ever. And I completely agreed for some reason, um, i never, I don't know. I never caught that card before. Like I obviously knew of the set. I had cards from the set. I had other Wee Reese cards, but like you talk about inspiring. That was like something where it was like totally click with me, like, man, that you're, he's so right. I, I can't believe I don't have that one. And, um, yeah, so it's do you just, have one now I do. I, I don't have it with me here, but yes, I did. I bought a, um, uh, it, it was about six months ago. I think I got a PSA four, PSA four with like great centering. Um, but it's got a little line on it, but it uh, doesn't seem to bother me. So got a pretty good deal on it. So I was very happy to get that one.
1: Yeah, that's a card if i could go back and i don't say this very often but if i could go back and you know eat it and buy a better copy mine's fine it's a i think a three um but it's also one that i wouldn't if i found one for the right price i would buy multiple copies of it and i don't say that often ever because i do think it's the best card ever created there are critics of that card that You know, oh, it's a staged photo. Of course it is like, yes, but just enjoy it for what it is. Like, don't, don't try to read too much into it or just, it's a great card. Like one of the first action shots, right? I mean, it's just, it's classic.
0: Now this last one, I don't have to show an image because I do actually have this one. Okay. This is is the uh, 49 leaf Stan Musial.
1: Don't call it forty-eight. Oh, I need that. I need that copy right there. Like that's gorgeous.
0: Yeah, this is one of my one of my favorite cards. One of my best cards. um They that like when I went when I got this one, I kind of threw centering away. I, it was like I wasn't really, you know, it's it's okay centering, but these colors are like unbelievable. Like I can't believe this card's this old, and the cards pop. I mean, the colors pop. This like they're that vivid. Um, I would so, take that card in
1: my collection all day.
0: Yeah, all day. One of my favorite players, one of my favorite cards. Um, and I think there's been multiple people that I've when I've done these three and threes, Dylan was one, I believe, um, that that was on their list too. I mean, it's just an awesome card.
1: It's weird I don't have one, honestly. Uh, I, I would have thought I would have already picked one up throughout the years. But the reality is it just always felt like just – I'll get one later. You know, they're everywhere. They're actually not uncommon. I, I see them at every show, but just never did. And now it's like, okay, time to, you know, get off the pot here and get one. So it's definitely on my radar. You know, it's, I was going to get that card at the national this year. That was totally like my, that was what I was going to target. And I try not to target a lot at shows. Cause then you, only set yourself up for disappointment. I just go with, I don't, let's see what's there. And you know, what fits in the budget. And then Dave actually talked me out of it. He's like, no, you need, you can get that card whenever you want. You need to go get a 49 Bowman satchel page. And I'm like, dude, I can't like, that'll blow most of my budget on one card, you know." And he's like, just be patient. Just, look. you know, cause Dave couldn't be at the national this year, but he, he was living vicariously through all of us. And we were talking with him every day and FaceTiming with him and all kinds of stuff. Cause he couldn't be there. And ultimately I did get the Satch rookie 49 Bowman. And I'm glad I did. I, again, I can pick up a, a stand maybe at the Dallas show in a couple of weeks, who knows, but, uh, I'm glad I made that decision, but I'm still itching for that mutual to get in my collection.
0: Yeah, This was uh, like early 2021 when I was kind of waking up um, from, you know, just kind of being in my own bubble of collecting cards. And when I realized what prices were doing at that time, I had I had a uh, I also collect basketball and football along with baseball. So I had a uh, Larry Bird 1981 um, PSA 10 that. I purchased years back for like, it was still a big purchase. It was like seven, 800 bucks. So, um, but when I found out what it was going for at that time time period, it was hard to sell it. I had never sold a card. This is the first card I ever sold in my life. I put it up and sold it. And uh, I've mentioned the price before. I don't talk prices a ton, but uh, it sold for $28,000. Uh, and uh, this was a card year, uh, a couple years before, maybe a year before it was in the, like th- it was a thousand dollar card. So I was just like I got to sell a card cuz I don't know what what's going to happen after this period. And what I did, I'm very happy I did that is I said I'm going to create a fund. I'm going to create the, all the profit, I'm going to put it in an account and I'm just going to go out and buy many of the vintage baseball cards that I've always wanted and this was this was one of them. So I was able to turn that one card into a lot of different cards that I I love. So that was that is one thing I, I made some mistakes but that was one thing i was very happy that i did uh, looking back for sure
1: if you haven't heard this mantra you know it's collect nines sell tens like in, a, in meaning tens especially for anything before 2005 is kind of irrelevant you know i mean I, I have a 10 trout rookie for example but i could have a nine and be just as happy i was only able to do that because it was easy to do um but it's sell tens by you know collect nines and that that just means lower grades buy fours of 10 cards and sell the 10 110 you got and pay for all of them you know uh because it's about having the card not the number on the flip so have a great example and that mutual is gorgeous you you did very well sir very well very
0: good mike before i let you go I like to uh, at the end of these throw it out there that uh, if you have a another YouTube channel or or anybody that you would uh, recommend that I and, th- and you think they want to do a three and three with me, um, I would love to hear it.
1: Have you done it with Eric yet?
0: Those, Those back faces?
1: yeah. No, no, I haven't. Well, he would be a recommendation because um, I think you should get, you know, your mix. It you have a lot of great guys that are that are younger i say younger in the hobby let's say right um but i think it's good to mix it up between newer guys into the community and getting them into the community and that's great i love that you do that absolutely um it's okay to have us old farts on every once in a while too you know (laughs) I
0: i would love to that no trust me i i am actually somebody who i always gravitate towards people with experience even any jobs i've ever been in when i first started i always try to learn from the people who've been doing that job the longest or even in a hobby. Um, so I completely agree. Uh, I, I definitely, that would be an awesome one and I will reach out. Cause I think, I think we're connected on Twitter, I believe. So I can easily reach out to him right through there. He is a
1: Twitter crazy dude. So you could totally get him there. If you need his number, I got it. I promise. All right. <laughs> I'll help you out. Um, but thanks for having me on. I
0: appreciate it. Mike, this was a honor. Um, so nice to talk to you after. I feel like I knew you, um, but now I actually do know you. So this is great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you do? Yes, absolutely. This has been Thank great. You. I love what you're doing. Keep doing it.
0: It's fantastic. All right, Mike. Thank you. You're welcome.